devotion that comes for that, and Lewis did this morning, so he's going to be fantastic, and he's just done it once, he's going to second time. Uh, no pressure, mate, at all. Uh, but a great part of the Bible, so let's hear what it says. It says, do not worry, at the top there, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendour, was dressed like one of these. If this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will not he much more clothe you? You of little faith, so do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows what, that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Thank you, everybody. It's an honour to be able to uh, come speak to you all while while up here on Beach Mission. Yes, it uh, it has been a bit of a uh, bit of a busy morning, um, and uh, yes, <laughs> um, has been a has been a busy morning, and um, I believe uh, later on there will be a certain superhero appearing at this morning session of Mini Mites. Um, Coincidentally, I will disappear as he arrives. Um, so, um, yes, I think I think Riley knows. Uh, Riley knows uh, memory verse man, doesn't he? And his uh, his fantastic tights and cape and Mexican wrestling mask. It's uh, quite a sight to behold, that's for sure. Um, as I started uh, preparing for this uh, devotional this morning and now sermon. Um, I was I was really stoked that I um, that I was given Matthew six, uh, especially these verses twenty five to thirty four. Um, they I believe have been um, poignant in my life now and um, in the years past as well. So it's felt like a very appropriate message to um, to delve into. Um, there's been uh, a lot of need for me to trust in God's provision. Um, and that's so much what this passage is about, so I'm stoked about that. I don't consider myself to be an anxious person, uh, but since my Christian life sort of took a, took a turn or for the best, um, a bit of a turning point, um, I guess there's been a lot of things that I've been more concerned about, perhaps. Uh, as I said before, I first came on Beach Mission six years ago, um, really having no idea what to expect. My best mate was going and he said, you should come along. So I came along um, and I had a fantastic time. But up until then, uh, the thought of looking for a partner, looking for a girlfriend and eventually a wife didn't cross my mind. Uh, not all that much. It wasn't really at the front of my mind. Um, but as I was welcomed into this Christian community of, um, of all ages, but especially of young adults and people around my age, um, 
I was expe- I was uh, exposed to something that I'd never been a part of before. I'd never had that sort of community uh, close around me. Um, and with that came a desire to think about my future and think about um, about you know a, a future partner. Um, this was a cause of great stress and anxiety for me. Um, I would meditate on Bible verses like this uh, this passage um, that I've been given this morning. I would, I would look at it, I would meditate on it, wanting it to change the path of my life um, and just praying, God, let that be my story and, you know, let... Uh, let a woman be delivered into my life that you've planned for me, blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. Um, and as things continue to play out in, uh, in a plan different to that of mine, I'd continue to find myself anxious and upset about my future. Uh, I realized that my focus was on physical wants, not on spiritual needs. My focus was uh, you know, I, I really believed that my, my head was in the right place. I was near to God. I was reading the Word. And I was going, yeah, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm seeking out the meaning of God's Word, and I want, to be, I want to be near to God. So I'm reading these verses. I'm praying for my future um, and all of that. But in retrospect, retrospect is an amazing thing. But in retrospect, I realized that all my focus was on what I wanted God to give me and, um, and physical um, and emotional wants. And I wasn't focusing on my spiritual needs. When we move our eyes to focus on being right with God, it's then that he answers our desires, not when our desires are our number one priority. By God's grace, I've been seeing a wonderful woman for the past six months and things have been going very well. But if only that was the end of all my problems, hey? <laughs> Thankfully, she's not much of a problem. She's, she's a good egg. But, um, yeah. Am I over the hump yet? <laughs> Since finding myself in a relationship, I've begun to feel the strain of financial pressure of my future. It feels like I was uh, like I've been digging myself uh, a hole of debt, and every step I take forwards, there's two steps that I take back. Um, and uh, so, I was looking at uh, my debts that I wanted to clear up. I wanted to sort of get that out of my mind, so that I had a better frame to to think about my future, to think about Beach Mission, and to all of this. I was thinking, how am I going to pay for Christmas presents? How am I going to get to Beach Mission? How's all this going to happen when I've got these uh, uh, these debts that I want to clear? So I was determined to sell an old car that we had at home so that I could make a little bit of money and clear some of this debt. Um, I said to myself, this is how much I, I want to get realistically for the car and I want to sell it before Christmas. Um, so I devoted a, a lot of time to, to getting the car ready, fixing things on it, uh, cleaning it up, getting it on the market, um, doing all of that. And I would get anxious as, as people showed interest and then would disappear and, you know, no longer in contact. Um, I had someone make, make an offer that was a little bit lower than I wanted, but I thought, oh, no, I will take it. Oh, I just want to get it out of my head. And I was stressing out about it. I thought, I just want this car off my hands. Um, and that deal fell through. I didn't hear back from the guy. Um, but it's amazing how as I moved my mindset to a point of just trusting Jesus that it would sell in the right time and to God's plan and not worrying about it and thinking about beach mission, thinking about the things that really mattered, that it sold for exactly how much I realistically wanted to get and at 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve. 
Funny how God is a little bit smug with these things, I think, sometimes. He goes, come on, you can trust me. There's a big difference between concern and worry. Concern is when you can do something to change the situation, whereas worry is when you are powerless to change it. I'll say that again. Concern is when you can do something to change the situation, whereas worry is when you are powerless to change it. And there's a big difference there and a big importance in the difference as well, I believe. Simply worrying about food or shelter or anything like that won't guarantee that you're going to have those things. Take the example of the birds in the passage that we read. I'll just jump across to it again. Matthew Matthew 6, verses 25 to 34, and we're going to read verse 26. It says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Now, this doesn't suggest that we should do nothing. Certainly not. Birds build nests. They forage for food, but they don't plan north-facing balconies or build bomb shelters under their little nests, do they? They just work diligently and they know what they've got to do and they stick to it. To work hard and to provide is good, but to be enslaved by that mindset, I think that's what can destroy you. The poet Robert Frost, I'll quote, said, The reason why worry kills more than work does is because more people worry than they work. I found great beauty in that and great truth. It's pretty confronting to think that if we worry, we are of little faith and we are sinning as we disregard God's promises and we don't trust in his providence. Let me give an analogy. Fog can blanket a city or a mountain range. You see the whole city disappear. Living in Sydney, sometimes you'll be coming across the Harbour Bridge or you'll see aerial photos and you can't see any of the city. You might just see a couple of spires of Centrepoint Tower or something like that poking through, but the city disappears. But if you were to condense all of that fog down to water, you might fill a glass. That might be all that there is. Um, And suddenly, this great mass and this great burden on your life that seems to affect the way you're able to navigate through life is insignificant. You could pick it up, you could throw it away, you could drink it. If it was sanitary, I'm not sure whether it would be, but the option's there. Um, Worry has the same effect. It can blind you from the reality and the weight of the situation that you're truly in. So how do we do it? How do we live a life where we radically trust God? I've got three points that I would like to focus on. Point number one, have faith in God's providence. We don't want to be like the rich fool of Luke 12, Verses 16 to 21. Let me read them for you. And Jesus told this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich toward God. So we don't want to store up riches, but we want to trust God has got our back. We want to work diligently and be thankful for all that we've been given. Point two, seek first the kingdom of God. 
That is, seek God instead of material riches. I know this isn't easy, and I'm guilty of treading the line and struggling with this. Anyone who knows me knows how much I love my car, affectionately known as Lola. It's the uh, big, dirty four-wheel drive out the front. And, um, and I allow my car to affect my mental attitude, the way I treat people far more than a car should. Um, if something breaks on it, if I'm struggling to fix something before going away on a trip or even coming on beach mission, it'll affect my mood. I'll get down. I'll get grumpy. It might, it might cause me to be a little bit short with people, a little bit rude perhaps, um, all because of a car. It's insane. But these are the things that concern us. Houses. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when I own a house. And I'm sure a lot of you know the strains of owning a house and, you know, the upkeep of it, um, all of that. You know, these things do affect us and we worry about them. But we should concern ourselves with God's righteousness and not our own riches. Point three is don't worry about tomorrow. Verse 34 of our passage in Matthew says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We cannot change the future. We can only change the now. And when we worry about the future, we forget about our duties of right now. I'd like to finish with uh, a passage from Philippians. It's Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7 could give you the page of it in my Bible, but that's probably of no use to me, uh, no use to the rest of you, unless you've got this Bible, in which case it's 1849. Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that passage. I'm going to read it again for you. Do not be anxious in anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let me pray for us. Dear Lord, thank you so much that we can, that we can delve into your word, that we can come to a greater understanding of you. Of, of ourselves and who you've created us to be. Lord, I pray as we, uh, as we look at these words, as we, as we mull them over, uh, especially the passage in Matthew, Lord, would we be reminded not to worry, not to be anxious. Concern is okay, but Lord, would we just trust in you? Would we work diligently and trust for the outworkings? Lord, I know for us on, uh, on SUFM, it can be scary seeing this weather rolling through, uh, seeing the changeover at the uh, at the caravan park as some families leave and new ones roll in, and we can worry that kids aren't going to come to the activities, that people aren't going to hear about the Word of God. But, Lord, you are so much greater than that. You are greater than our plans. And, Lord, we only have to work diligently and follow your Word. So, Lord, I just pray that that would be the reality. Lord, would we be transformed by these words? Would it not go in one ear and out the other, but, Lord, would it change our lives and would it, we see others' lives around us changed because we are faithful to your word. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, everybody.